better. Better, Charlie. Can't you fix that? Do not fucking tell me. Did she tell me to bounce the light? Oh, shit. You're either, you get really fired up when somebody challenges you, your expertise. <laughs> this is you my asked job. For some fucking feedback, dude. I, I wasn't done yet. I was just saying, because oh, that, that you gotta wasn't. tell me that shit. It, all I was or, saying, it was, it was the filter. Probably I, I didn't probably, like. You probably have to tell her that shit because I don't know what it is, man. She's in attack mode with you. Okay, attack mode. Since you know so much, what is wrong with what's going on right now? That one side of you is hot as hell, and the other side isn't. It's still hot. No, it's not still hot. Really? Because you look at why it's albino. If you want to ask me my expertise. I think that you are very much, let me finish before, before you uh, get excited. I think that you're very much the opposite of a really hot chick. <laughs> it's true. Cause you know, have you ever, Charlie, look at me, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever met a hot chick? Or it could, this could also apply to like a guy. Have you ever met somebody who um, they're really good looking, but then the more you get to know them, they have the worst fucking personality in the world and they become shallow to you. The more you know them, the worse they look. Have you ever had that when you meet somebody? Yeah. The more they talk and the more you get to know them, the uglier they get. Yeah, for you sure. You are the exact opposite of that. <laughs> that was that a good compliment? Is that a, is that a compliment? What do you think it is? Okay, so what you're Karen, saying is <laughs> Karen's losing your shit over here. No. It's, it's supposed to be really good. So, so usually you see someone really hot, you get to know them, and you're like, fuck, you're ugly. You're saying when I've met you, you're fucking ugly. But now that I get to know you, you're kind of, I get to. Exactly. No. <laughs> but I, was, I, don't, I wasn't really referring to your looks, Charlie. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. No, let me finish. Yeah, please turn the heater off. I'm not. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, I feel like I'm in Hades. God damn! What are you just trying to fire over there? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, no, Charlie. What I meant was to to finish. This is what I meant. You, when I first met you, I didn't know how how deep of a person that you were. Like I look at your bio, and as I've gotten to know you, now the bio comes after I've known you now for a while. But you're a lot more than than your first appearance. To me, <laughs> as I've gotten to know you, I still you're, don't you're know actually that. a very deep thinker. You've got a lot more to you than you convey to people. Maybe you do that on purpose. That was my way of giving you a compliment. Thank Unlike you. 
the hot person or the person that you know, it's really in, on, on the face of it, they're like really cool, good looking, whatever. But then the more you get to know them, it's like, God damn, they get ugly. Yeah. I, okay. uh, that's why I wanted to lead with that. I appreciate Welcome that. to the show, big boy. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. This is weird for me to be on this side of growth. Yeah, let's do it. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so seriously, my my comment in the beginning was very serious. I, I made it kind of funny, I think. I think, but I was being very serious about that. There's more to you than meets the eye. I think that's a good thing, because it's more like a pleasant surprise. Hmm. I like know? that uh -huh. than a bitter disappointment. I mean, for me, that's that's the difference. But what I didn't really know about you that I'd like you to elaborate on, if you could. And again, I'm looking at your impressive bio, seriously, is that you're a musician, you're a cartoonist, you're like a, a lot of things that you do. But I'd like to, you to tell me about your musician, your musical career. How did it start? Where did you go? Some of your highlights, some of your lowlights. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I grew up in a family that always like, you know, play, had music around. Like we always had a... Uh... Uh, just a lot of bands like Prince, Michael Jackson, Guns N' Roses, like everything from like 60s, 70s and 80s, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so I got into and then my sister got into guitar and she was really good. And she started playing bass a lot. And I started to practice with her with guitar and we started a band. And then that band, uh, that band, we played at fairs, we played at bars, we played at uh, some places in Hollywood, like the Whiskey A Go Go, and all those famous clubs that all the bands that I grew up loving that my family got me into, we started playing there. And then a lot of bad stuff happened. You said a lot of the lows, like drugs came into play, and uh, just a lot of stuff. And we had like a record. Uh, I don't know what they're called. The people that sign bands, they're called something. You know what I'm talking about? They go and no. look for bands. We had a couple of those come out when we played the Hollywood show. Nothing really came out of it. And I lost myself, became a druggie. And and then uh, I left that stuff for a long okay, so time. Let's, let, let's stop right there, because that sounds like that ended your career to some degree. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I go back. I'm reflecting now. You're saying that you started a band. My family was very musically inclined. My dad played saxophone. My cousin played guitar. So we used to like get together, you know, when we did as a family, we always brought our instruments and then we, I guess you call that, we'd start jamming, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we did that. And then at one point I just, I thought, well, let's start a band kind of like what you guys did. Yeah. And I would say that in order to get to the places that you got to, I mean, where was the most famous place you, that you played at, you think? Um, all those places in LA, Hollywood, I wouldn't know which one would be higher, but all those clubs are like, they all meant something to me. The 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 fair may have been the coolest one. Really? Got, yeah. Uh, no, probably the whiskey. But the fair was really cool because, uh, <laughs> so we, we, around that time, there was a lot of, uh, there was other scene or hardcore. That was, I know you wouldn't, it's kind of like a, a metal, like a subgenre of metal. And we played more like classic rock. You can't say you play classic rock, but you get, we had more of that vibe. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were not popular around here at all. 
that's why we would play at LA a lot over here is like the, the guys that had like look very girly, you know, they had their hair to like the side and girl yeah. pants and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was what was big here. And when we played at the fair, there was two bands that were playing uh, before us that were, that were part of that scene. And, uh, and uh, they, they had a good sized crowd, but when we played the whole thing was filled and then uh, we we also had to sign contracts and stuff that were basically like you can't smoke, you can't cuss, you can't you can't. Uh, this no is like during, during your performance, you mean? This is right before we had to sign contracts. But, about, but like, I mean, it, per, it pertained to the you. you being yes, yeah, state, yeah, you yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so we got on stage and uh, it was packed. We were the only ones that had it packed, so it was totally cool. Uh, we went into the audience, which you're not supposed to do. We, we started smoking on stage, which you're not supposed to do. We took off our shirts, which you weren't supposed to do. And then uh, they told us we only had a couple more minutes and the whole audience was like, like screaming for an encore. So we did an encore. So after the show, they told us that Black Rose could never play there again. <laughs> Say that again. Our band was Black Rose. And they were like, after really? the show, yeah, we got in big trouble. They're like, you guys could never play here again and stuff. And that was so cool to me. <laughs> It was cool for you. So you never yeah. played there again then, right? No, we right? never played there again. Uh -uh. That is incredible. But it was fun. I wonder was... why, I mean, I guess maybe they did that because they, you know, if they gave an inch to one band, then it, it could potentially get out of hand. I mean, why would they? I think they just said it has to be very family or, you know, oh. family like, yeah. Oh, the fair. Yeah, I yeah, the it. fair. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking that you're at the whiskey and you can't. No. Okay, the whiskey, though. A family friendly um, event yeah yeah oh, very okay. family friendly oh, I, could, that, I, mean, I could sort of understand that yeah it was our first time with a new singer like he, we just got him like four days before that show so i think we were just like all excited and super young and just having fun you know yeah. you know what's crazy about that that uh singer story is uh no uh yeah this is no it's okay let's let's move on <laughs> <laughs> The whiskey though was cool because uh, we had a we also had to go weeks prior and sign contracts as well, and uh, I was like, "Can you smoke on stage?" And they were like, "No, you can't smoke on stage." And I was like, "Slash is gonna play here a week before us. Are you guys gonna tell him he can't smoke on stage?" I was gonna say that. Uh huh. She put her yeah. head. She put her hand on my shoulder and she's like, "One day, you'll be able to smoke on this stage." You gotta earn your stripes. Uh huh. And I was like, "Oh, that was so cool. It was cool." Yeah. Um, okay, so I mean, it's, it's amazing to me that you got to that level. I'm curious how you know, sort of the road that you took to get to that level. I mean, like when I uh, decided that I want to uh, create a band, uh, there was no lead singer. That I mean, how did you guys figure out sort of the pecking order, and the and how did that impact the dynamic of your band? Okay, like Some, somebody who's has playing to take what? the lead, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so I had this girlfriend and her brother was a guitar player. And so I had a girlfriend, the guitar player was her brother, but I wasn't going out with her anymore. I just knew of him because of my ex-girlfriend. But then my sister also knew this guy. So they started jamming together. So then I went and jammed with them and I was playing drums and my good friend Dre was playing guitar. And uh, you could just, his name was uh, Randy. You could just see that he was like, ugh. he was a lot older than us. We were all like 17. He was like 24, 25. 
and you could just see on his face like he was like this is the worst thing i've ever heard in my life you know really? he was like i'm gonna go use the restroom and we were jamming for like an hour or two he went to go use the restroom and me and dre switched instruments i was like let me see the guitar so he hopped behind the drums and we started playing and he like ran out and he was like this is how we're doing it so that's kind of how we i just started playing guitar because i've messed around with all instruments you know what i mean yeah but i i went to school i did drums in school guitar was just something i messed around with at home so so then from then on out it was like dre on drums my sister danielle on bass me on guitar and randy doing guitar and singing and then uh we just practiced for a while and when shows started coming up my sister dipped she didn't want to be like uh she's like she helped write every single song i've almost ever have done but she 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 didn't want to ever play shows or anything you know what i mean really? yeah she's like she's so like she doesn't like attention on her she'd probably hate yeah. that i'm even not even like a like the fair nothing she didn't want nothing, to be Is nothing. Right? And the only negative thing i have about the whiskey is when we got or any of those hollywood shows when we got up there I, I was like, man, because me and her grew up watching like my fam, my mom and dad telling us about all these bands. So then we would go and like get into them. And you just hear that all of them started their big, like their big start going up, you know, from those shows, the whiskey and stuff. Like that's yeah. where they all started the doors, Guns N' Roses. And yeah. uh, it bugged me that she wasn't on. I was like, you wrote all these songs. You should have been on stage with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you wrote with us all these songs. So um, in a band, because, you know, I love music. I love, I've watched a lot of uh, documentaries on bands. I think it's fascinating as to how these bands, how they progress or don't, mm -hmm. because it seems that there's a really short for, I, I would and correct me. It seems like there's a very short lifespan of bands and every once in a while you get the ones that do make it, but it seems like even with those big bands that have made it, they seem like they fight like dogs or there's a lot of drama in bands is that is that pretty common yeah we were uh, we were in high school and it was so typical like so we were in like we were a band for maybe two years and it was like one year high school one year not and it was very uh very like you could have made a movie everything that you see in those things happened we had a uh, there was one time i i tried very hard to not drink or do anything at first you know, but then I started going down that road. And I mean, people sleeping with people's girlfriends, waking up like where you don't like I would wake up and be like, the house was a disaster. And I was like, man, we must have had a party or something. And you go out into the front yard and we had like this fire pit. And this is when we we're still in high school. There was like brawls everywhere, like on the fire pit and stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, what happened? Like crazy stuff crazy crazy like like everything all those typical cheesy <laughs> movie yeah. music movies it, it all happens it's all crazy like that okay we and... were good friends with strippers like it, it was it was crazy it's yeah. like i mean on one hand i can see how that that could happen but it seems like the mentality or what happens because i've heard these stories like where bands will go to hotels some of these uh, I know bigger bands, maybe they're traveling and they tear the hotel rooms up and they're just like out of control. And I mean, is that mentality? Is it like an all or nothing behavior? And like, you know, you're above the all laws and nobody's going to tell you exactly how, how to act or do anything like that. I mean, it seems like it's just very, um, 
extreme behavior? Uh, so we never, we didn't, we usually would go somewhere and then come back the same day. So we never really stayed in hotels, but we did get a house together. And then after we moved out of the house, we would jam at our manager's house and we fucking destroyed both of those houses. Like when, <laughs> so like in our house, when we all lived together, it wasn't like, we never like in our, like intentionally was like, we're going to fuck this house up. But one, we always smoked in there when we jammed. So when we left the walls were yellow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two, we would like, we would start drinking and jamming. And then at the end of the night, we would be like, let's see who could stick a knife into the wall. So we would like make a hole and then we would just start throwing like pocket knives at the wall. And then like, as time goes on and on, it just got worse and worse. Yeah. You get what I mean? So, and so would you say it's a fair statement to say that you guys wouldn't have probably thrown a knife in a wall unless you were under the influence of something? Yeah, for sure. I think we were all pretty respectful when we weren't, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, I saw the, um, I saw the documentary on, um, who was that guy that sang, don't you love her madly? The Doors? Who's the lead Is singer it? for The Doors? He uh, killed himself at 27. No, no, no. You're Wait, did, did he die too? Or, well, no, I know he died, but I mean, did he kill himself? Jim, yeah. Jim Morrison? Yeah. Yes, he ended up in a bathtub, and he died in a bathtub. So it was like uh, he was one of the, there was a, a group of twenty seven year old people yeah. that died kind of around the same time. Well, they all died at twenty seven. Forever twenty seven. Another one. Mm-hmm. What's that? And, uh, it's called Forever Twenty Seven. Like yeah, yeah. Janice Joplin, Kurt yes. Cobain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was so. It was Jim Morrison, right? Yeah. But so many of these these uh, people that are in bands, at least back then, they used to get high. And they used to take these hallucinogenic drugs because they claimed that they were more creative when they were under the influence. Is that something that's um, true or how much hype is that? Can we say anything? We This is a fishbowl. We say everything and anything. Nothing's off the table. Okay. So, um, so I haven't really, I don't, a lot of people don't know this. So I, everybody knows that I was a drinker and a smoker like pot because that's how I was in high school. But when we started, so when we started jamming and stuff, uh, I got into Coke and like very fat. It may have been the first time, the first, second time um, I did it and I was jamming immediately after that jam everybody was like because i was rhythm guitar i was just a rhythm guitar player uh they they moved me to lead guitar and that's what i really felt that's when things started changing with me and the other guitar player and things started going really downhill really fast but yeah so why, to why, your question, why is that tell us why that is why why did it go downhill really fast and wait, um, wait before you answer that question who is the person that decided that you needed to go from rhythm to lead guitar Everybody. everybody, I, I, yeah, everybody but that guy because he was the lead and oh, he, he was the older one, he was the lead. It, he was always like very much like it's my way or no way, you know. And uh, I did drugs and or I did coke, and I i think it definitely made me play guitar better. Like, oh, 100%. Did, it, did it like expand your? I mean, I got the feeling like with Jim Morrison, it was just like it expanded my creativity, like to know it was it wasn't even close to when i was sober 
type. Yeah, thing. I didn't have to think anymore. It was just like kind of playing itself. Like it just does that but, make sense? Like yes, it was just I, I like do. yeah, it does. But coke isn't something unless it, again maybe I'm thinking that it was just the hallucinogenic drugs that made you your creativity uh, expand. I mean, coke is not no uh, hallucinogenic, right? But no. you're saying that it made you play better. So what did mm -hmm. it do exactly? Because I I don't know. I don't know if it was just the confidence. I don't know what it was. Uh, it was just you know what I mean. I don't yeah. know. It was just weed, coke, and pills just made me like. I was just playing I guess, better. I guess that's that that old saying: "Sex, drugs, and rock and roll." Yeah, <laughs> sounds like you were right there, huh? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm curious: does the um, is there ever uh, somebody in the in the band sort of dynamic in that structure? Is the is it ever? Because I when I think of a guy who's the lead in the band, I'm thinking of lead singer. Uh, when I think of the leader of the band, now. Do you have leaders of the band that are drum players that don't sing and they're the actual leader of that band? Um, I, I think it's possible. I think usually it is the singer, but so like I said in ours, it was the older guy that was the singer at first and he played lead. But then over time we wanted, I always felt like I don't like when the, the person's playing an instrument and singing because no, no matter if it's guitar, bass or drums, because then besides just singing the lead singer needs to be the one entertaining the crowd and if yeah. you're trying to entertain the crowd and sing and you're playing an instrument i just feel like that's too much so i wanted to get just a singer so when we brought the singer in it was already so late in the band there was no way he was going to be the leader you get what i mean so yeah. so it was are the older person always try to put himself into that leader position but i think everyone always turned to me as if I wasn't going to be there, it wasn't going to almost everything I've done. If I'm not there, the rest of the people aren't going to do it. Do you get what I mean? Uh, and I tell you, that's a tough place to be in a band. You know, like when you are, for example, in that guy's position, I mean, I don't necessarily think that he didn't belong to be displaced. I don't, but mm -hmm. it's kind of like with you. If, if Charlie doesn't become a lead singer, the rest of us are going to leave. Yeah. That's a hell of a deal to, you know, I guess that maybe that's why bands break up so much. And so soon, is it because of that dynamic? <clears throat> I, oh, I definitely think that's one of them. I think there's a lot. It's like a toxic marriage. That's a band for sure. Because one, when you're when you're when you're into music and you make songs, you start taking that like a like a child, like that's your fucking baby. Your baby. So if someone tries to put an in input, if somebody tells you they don't like it, you yeah. you're it it's as bad. You you know what I mean? And then yeah, two. I do. Yeah, there's then there's like the, you know, like everybody like I never hooked up with anybody's girlfriend, but it was definitely a thing in the band. Like so then that brought in problems. Drugs brought in problems like everybody wanting to be like, I don't like me and the other guy being the leaders brought a pro. There's like just so much just a toxic relationship times 100. But you do know? you think that do you think that in some bands that the tension of all that makes better music? Oh yeah, for sure. It gives an edge. I can see how that could happen. Mm -hmm. A certain edge, like you know, I hate this son of a bitch, but brings out the best of my music type thing. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't know if that's the case, but I, I could almost see how that could be. Um, there, there's definitely times in writing music and live. Like, so the last show we ever had, we were broken up for a couple months before our last show. We got back together, 
and it was super weird and strange and I agreed to do it even though I didn't want to. And then at the last minute, everything switched about what we were supposed to do everything. And I was like, this Here is we exactly. Go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? And uh, so when we're talking about certain things, I wasn't supposed to go at the end of one of our songs. I used to go into like a little jam of uh Jimi Hendrix song, Voodoo Child, you know, just a, like a quick to end the song. And yeah. he was like, don't do that. We're going to do this and that and this and that. I was fucking pissed. So at the end of it, I just went into it. And I think live, I think live, I was always that person that would bring my anger into the live shows, you know? And it, I think it made for cool moments. <laughs> like what exactly did you do? How did you bring uh, okay. your anger to it? So, well, do you want to know the whole story? So I, you tell me what you want to tell me, because I'm, I'm fascinated by, by the dynamic of a band because it just, my my perception of what I've watched and listened to is that most bands are at each other's throats. Yeah. And yet they make some fantastic fucking music. So okay. exactly what did you mean by that? Okay. I'm going to go real fast back into this moment. So we played the fair. It was a great show. We were in the newspapers and stuff like for two days. Um, we got kicked out of that forever, but it was a good show. Our first show with the singer two weeks later, we we're playing at the whiskey, a go-go and <clears throat> I'm going to try to go so fast on all these. Okay. So we start practicing for that. And then, uh, it comes up. That was the first time I didn't want to do drugs anymore. Like I, I wanted to remember the show, like really like, you know what I mean? So I was pretty separated from the band and, uh, we, we drove up there together, but once we got there, we all kind of did our own thing. Uh, we had to meet up at a certain time to do sound check. We did sound check. People were, they had to kick people. It was a not crazy amounts. I'm not trying to say that, but uh, some people started coming in while we were doing sound check and some of the older bands, cause we were super young compared to a lot of the other bands, you know, they were coming out to listen to us and they had to like tell the people they couldn't come in yet and stuff. It was so fucking cool. And then, uh, and then we, we left and then we, now it was time for the show. I walk in there, the guitar player is like sitting with his girlfriend in the dressing room and uh, just gives me like this stupid look. And then no one else is there, though. And we're like 30 minutes from show. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. And uh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the singer comes running in and he's like, the bass player is really messed up. I, I need your help. So like I run out, we run outside and I, we, I'm trying to get him and he starts throwing up like everywhere. But the sidewalks like going downhill. So like oh, the like throw ups going down. And then we have to keep on stopping and like patting his back and like his throw ups like meeting us. Uh, we get inside and I go to the, the bar to get him some water and our drummer was at the bar. So I got him. So we all go backstage. We're trying to calm down the bass player and stuff. And then, uh, I definitely had one of those move movie moments. Like the guy with the headset with the little clipboard comes in yeah, and he's yeah. like, you guys got 10 minutes, black rose, 10 minutes. So I was like, I'm going to go take a piss. I go take a piss. The bathroom's like all shitty and cracked and a like broken mirror. And I like throw water on my face. So I'm like, okay, this is make or break time. You know, like this is it. I go yeah. back. The drummer's like, just like in the air, just like, you know, getting warmed up. The bass player is like talking to the singer, the guitar player, like his girlfriend's like massaging him. And I'm like, this is so fucking cool, dude. Like, and then the guy okay. comes uh-huh and then the guy comes in he's like you guys got 30 seconds 30 seconds let's go let's go so like we start going and it's like now like my anxiety is like do 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 you know yeah. and uh we start going down 
we go down all these stairs because we're in the backstage area and then you could start hearing the audience and then the lights like turn down so they're like they're leading you to the stage with a flashlight and then uh this, this shit's getting real now yeah yeah the drummer you know the drummer goes on stage first but the 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 stage is completely black and he just goes like tss, tss, tss. and then the music starts we all like jump out from behind stage the lights hit you and then uh that's when all my anxiety goes away. You know, I'm hiding yeah. behind the guitar. I could be myself. And then we end the first song and all I hear is. And I was like, what is that? And I look behind us and our bass player just straight passed out. Oh my I was God. like, oh no. So we, we had to get him up and stuff. And then uh, we played the rest of the show is pretty good. The last show though, the guitar player, the other guitar player, the one. Uh, his guitar starts messing up or something and he just smashes his guitar, makes a big old scene, breaks his guitar. That wasn't his. It was actually my ex-girlfriend, which will end up being my future wife later on her guitar. Whoa. And uh, yeah. And uh, so oh, then, Papa. yeah, a week later, we have another show at a uh, locally at a bar in Tulare. But at the time there was two bands coming up. There was us and another band called six ounce gloves. And so this was a big show to me because they were, they were pretty popular. And, uh, and, uh, so this was their crowd. This was their home. So I was like, Hey, we need to go in there and we just need to turn some of the, their fans into our fans. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I would always tell them. We would always talk before a show. And I was like, all we, they're like, these people are here for us. And I was like, yeah, but there's people that are not, don't care about the people that are here for us. That does nothing for us. Yeah. See the other people that aren't here for us. We need to turn one of them. Yeah. Every show. You know what I mean? Forget the people I mean, that are here for that's us. That's how you, in my mind, that's how you organically mm -hmm. uh, build your base, right? Yeah. Forget the people that are there for you. They don't do nothing. They're already there. In my, you know in, my I mean? in my opinion, that takes a lot of um, <clears throat> discipline and and have deep enough thinking to realize that, you know, because you're you're talking on one some of your people in that band. It's like, well, why should we? They're here for yeah. the, uh, that band, not us. But you saw it in a different way. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly. A lot smarter, I think. So uh, now I'm getting sick though, because I haven't been doing anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting sick, and uh, so the, gu the guitar player and his girlfriend are there first again, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, I really don't feel good. So do you think you could do like the solos? Can you can you be lead tonight?" And he's like whatever shake wants shake gets that's that's what they called me back then was shake uh -huh. you know so i was like oh fucking here we go dude can you do it or not you know yeah. what i mean like i don't need all this uh then the bass i can't remember who they all started showing up late though the drummer again the bass and the singer the bass and the singer were always together the drummer was kind of he was my my really good friend but at that time i was trying to get clean and stuff you know what i mean so they all show up late this is a paid gig we start playing one song we're already late on stage too. We start playing one song and the guitar player's guitar starts messing up again. This is a different guitar now and it's messing up. So he's like, Hey, let's call the show. Dude, like we get together after the song, you know, he's like, yeah. Hey, let's call the show. And I was like, dude, we're not calling the show. He's like, my guitar is messing up. And, uh, and I look out and just, everybody's looking at us like, mm, yeah, look at these little kids not knowing what they're doing. I was like, dude, we're not calling the show. So I just start going into the next song. And every, of course, everybody follows me, you know? Yeah. So he, he played like maybe two more songs and then he just, once again, 
Like, so we're not even almost done yet. We're like maybe getting to the middle of our set. He just throws his guitar down and walks off stage. Holy shit. Uh-huh. So we like professional. <laughs> so uh, everybody asked me, like, do we call it? And I said, we could do these songs without him. Like we could do them. So we play a couple more songs and we end up calling it. We go to get paid. And guess what? No money. Yep. They said, the, they said, oh, your guitar player already took the money. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So. But did, but did he? He did. Uh, I've never talked to him about that again. Uh, so, um, so I went to a couple more practices and like, I was just like, I was kind of just like sitting back and listening and I'm like, this is, this is where we're at. This is how we sound. And the guitar player wasn't showing up anymore at all. So, um, we had another guitar player that used to play with us several this is such a long story leo so sorry it's not all gonna we had another guitar player after my sister that came and joined for a while and it didn't work out we called him back and i was uh i just wasn't digging it nothing wrong with him i just wasn't digging it it wasn't the same i wasn't happy with how we sounded how everybody was so i basically told the drummer like hey if we can't get our shit together like as in drug wise i don't want to be part of it and so i left for a long time i went on my mom's couch and could not move for like a month like i was just coming down and i was like i would just like basically like cry to her just sweating like every day leo on that couch like i'm gonna so you die were somebody who was um detoxing yeah <clears throat> i'm sure you were probably depressed and all kinds of uh emotional shit going on right yeah i had to go to counseling and stuff for a while <laughs> like I was, I was fucked i was just fucked and uh so then out of nowhere i get a knock on my door this i'm starting to do better now this is months later and it's the guitar player. And he's like, uh, oh, no, no, no. So right before this, I started another band, which was basically all the songs I got turned down. I just started playing those songs. Like, fuck you. These songs are good. And I'm yeah. going to do it, you know. And uh, and um, I played one show, which we've lightly talked about. It was the one that I was the singer. And uh, I just wanted to get out there and play again. And it was fun. And so like a week or two after that, he came to my, by my house. He's like, I heard you play. I, uh, I didn't get out, but I parked around the corner and I could hear you. You sound good. You look really good. Uh, what do you think about getting the band back together? So I was like, it, it was weird how we met up. Everything about it was weird. And, um, and, uh, sorry, Leo. And, um, so I was like, yeah, let's, uh, let's get back together. So we had, we had a, a so only me, him, and the drummer came back. The other ones were too messed up. Yeah. We got a keyboard player now. We got a new bass player, and we got a new singer. And we practiced that way for a month. We were going to have a show at the PPAV Hall. And uh, we practiced that way for a month, like three days a week. And then the day of the show, hours before, he called me, and he was like, I don't want the singer. I'm going to sing. I don't want the key, the bass player. He's not fitting my image. And I was like, well, who, who's going to play bass? He's like, we'll have the keyboardist play bass. So I was like, so we're not having a keyboard player anymore. A different bass player that's never practiced. And you're yeah. going to play and you're going to sing and play guitar. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to sing. I just want you to play guitar. And I was like, we've never practiced with one guitar. So, yeah. So I went back to drinking that night, got hella <laughs> fucked up, did the show. And that that's the story of that that show. And, uh, and oh, that did that end your career? 
that was it. That was yep. when I was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I, so right around that time I went to, re- I started jamming with friends for fun. Like they were like, Hey, I got a studio. Let's just record for fun. Yeah. So it was basically the same thing again, though. I felt like I was doing 80% of the work and they like, I would write the songs and they would just record it with me. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do all the work to not be credited for all the work, but, yeah. but I was doing it to play. But, uh, it was right around when Michael Jackson died and stuff. Cause I remember that being on the news, uh, like a day or two after or before, uh, I was trying to quit smoking for like the hundredth time and they all went, I was just smoking. I, I wasn't doing drugs anymore. Like just smoking cigarettes. Uh, they all went for a smoke break and I stayed in hit. I went on YouTube and I found a couple of videos that changed my life. And one was, uh, the Joker blogs and one was, uh, uh, the guy we had on here, uh, that Batman one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I saw those and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like you could do this, you can make movies. So I thought, fuck this music thing. If I can make movies by myself, that was the, the biggest thing I had wrong in my life. Cause in a band, you only need five people, you know, but I thought it was five too many. I thought if I went to the movie <laughs> world that it would just be me. I didn't know in movies, you need not five, you need like a hundred yeah even more yeah but that's what that's basically right there i was like i don't want to do this anymore like i i i think i want to go down the movies the road it's an interesting because i would imagine that you getting into music there was a certain amount of you did it because you were passionate about that would you say that yeah for sure i uh sadly i really after that leo i really i would listen to music of course you know everybody does but it was yeah. not there anymore until just this year just now i you see when i come in i always have a headphone in there like i about if i'm i'm probably up 18 hours a day 19 hours a day 15 of those hours there's music going on yeah. like even when i'm hanging out with people i have one headphone in like i'm so in love with music again like yeah. so in love, but it it destroyed me it destroyed well, you know me. i would think that because you know i i can only speak from my own uh, experiences where um, when I came from a dairy um, family and in, in our culture, it's like the dairy is left to the next generation, but it wasn't something that was in my blood, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I got into something like I am now that I'm passionate about, and I have been for, you know, 38 years, I can never see myself doing anything else. So to, to walk away from it. And, you know, I, I almost did because I was going through some bad times and a divorce. And I just thought, you know, I just need a clean break and maybe do just do something completely different because too many things are reminding me of, you know, why I'm frustrated right now. And I lost that love for it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that would really, that would be heartbreaking. And maybe some people that are listening to this may not really understand that. But if you find something that you have that you're completely in love with, and then it's out of your life. I mean, think of it in, you know, in another way, having somebody that you love as a human, that you really, really love and they're gone. They're just gone. Yeah. It's pretty hard to take. It is. You know, I think. Yeah. And yet you made that that choice probably, it sounds like for the best, I'm guessing. But is that when you got into, which I'd like you to talk about the being a cartoonist and how that relates to social media, marketing, and <laughs> skateboarder, for fuck's sake. Uh, well, 